0: Welcome to the No Regrets podcast with Kate. In this three part series, we'll start where it all began Alaska. I can't help saying Alaska without sounding like Sandra Bullock from the proposal. Anyways, during the summer of 2014, I had the opportunity to work and become lifelong friends with people from all over the country. And I am excited to share with you my very first guest. I met and worked with Olivia in Denali. She's the cover artist for my book and an overall wonderful human being. At the ripe age of 26, going on 27, she's grounded, mindful, and what I consider an old soul. I hope you enjoy listening as we discuss following your heart versus the fear projected from others and taking leaps of faith. I'd like to preface this first interview with why I talk about where my guest and I met, where they live, and how old they are. My intention is so that you get a sense of where they are at in life, how much life experience they have, and what they have learned so far. Since this is my first remote interview and, the only, and only the second or third recording I've done since being inspired to create this podcast, please forgive me and the many audio imperfections. Hopefully you'll be focused on the content and not my engineering skills. Practice makes perfect. And now, without further ado, Olivia! How are you?
1: I'm well Kathleen. This is so exciting. I know
0: I'm so happy that you are willing to do this and uh, be one of my very first interviews and um, I'm so excited and I just want to say off the bat that Olivia uh, not only is a dear friend of mine who I worked with in Alaska but she designed the cover of my book. I didn't know I was dying and how I lived so I'm very excited and her first intuition I knew that she would do the right thing and the first hit she got was perfect so go out and check out my book and you could see her art it's awesome so I wanted to just let everybody know that
1: you flatter a girl it was (laughs) it was was such a fun creative process and yeah oh I gosh no I had blast and to be if I may be honest I that was initially the for the concept for your cover that was initially my draft I thought I was going to add more colors, try different paint mediums, and the fact that you liked it right off the bat it totally took me by surprise. But it's it's worked out well, which I think is the which I think is so awesome.
0: Oh yeah, I just knew when I knew instantly I wanted you to do the cover of my book, and I knew that whatever you picked was going to be perfect, and it was. And isn't it um, a, a Denali landscape? Right? Is it the picture that yeah. we took coming back from Fairbanks?
1: <laughs> now that's an adventure. <laughs> um, shout out to Ariel here right. as well for going on that. Right. Um, actually, it, it's similar, but it was around the same time of year. Um, and I, I was a uh, early morning shift getting out up and at at like 4.30 a.m. And I walked out of my cabin and it was a picture that I took um, overlooking the, the landing strip right behind where all the cabins were. And it's a picture that I've framed on my wall. And it's something that I just encompasses the whole wonderful memory of our experience up there. And, and that was part of the reason I was like, if I'm going to create something for Kathleen, I just want it to, I just want it to be from something wonderful. And oh, good.
0: Thank you. I had no idea that um, you framed that picture. I mean the picture that inspired the cover.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll send it your way. I'll, I'll make it all artistic. I oh love yeah. It.
0: That'd be awesome. Are you doing anything right now with your art?
1: What am I doing well? I'm kind of, um, you know, I got a new camera recently, and if anything, you know, I've had a kind of history of growing up with watercolors and acrylics and just trying all the painting in different mediums. Um, and unfortunately, well, fortunate, unfortunately, the last few years, I've been moving a lot. I've probably moved at least six times in three years, and I'm about to move again. So, the uh, leaning into having a good studio to have the space isn't really a reality but i've been exploring uh photography so every time i travel every time i go somewhere new i'm just i'm i'm having fun with the various landscapes and lighting and i've been kind of toying around with that recently so who knows what the years will bring
0: that's great so you have been moving you are originally from st louis missouri right and Actually, you
1: are oh you're fact. from
0: washington dc no
1: yeah, no, see, this is the point. I moved too much. Um, <laughs> right. I, I was born in Arlington and then spent a good chunk of my childhood in the D.C. area, specifically in Alexandria, Virginia. And then my mom got, I got a better job opportunity and wanted to be closer to family. So we moved to St. Louis and then I was there for about 10 years, and then did college in Kansas City and then um, a couple places in between. And I've now been out in the Bay Area of California for three years. And I, and I explain it like that just because um, home and where you're from just keeps on changing. Right. You know?
0: I can't um, believe you've been in the Bay Area for three years.
1: My anniversary is the 4th of July.
0: <laughs> is it really? Yeah. It's insane. That is I, crazy.
1: I can't believe it.
0: I feel like you just moved out there. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> not. So that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about. You found yourself, you graduated from college, and then is that right after you graduated? Is that when you went to Alaska?
1: Yes, exactly one week after I walked across that stage. I hopped on a plane up to Anchorage. And what made you want to go to Alaska? Like what was your
0: train of thought there?
1: Sure. well i um actually I kind of I remember I remember this day vividly. I uh, was living in a house with with six girls, six college girls. Um, and we know we were not necessarily the, the sorority type, but we definitely were fun. Um, and I was around Valentine's Day and I was like, I just need to come up with a plan because there's all this pressure of, you know, is it going to be graduate school? Or are you going to have the job? What are you going to figure out? And I had come across this website called CoolWorks a couple years prior uh, when looking for internships. Right. And I just I just wanted to see what was out there. And I just I knew that I, you know, I got two bachelor's degrees in four years and worked part-time and I was burnt out, just flat. Um, Alaska was, was never, was never a dream. It was never something I thought, oh, this is what I'm going to do or what I want to be. It was just an interesting job, just was posted. And I just started applying to a bunch of them and I just thought, what the heck? And then within about a week, I... I heard from the manager that interested in an interview and then my actual phone interview was pretty entertaining. And <laughs> was that with Patrick? No, it was with Chris. Um, but this was the entertaining part. So I'm in this house with six girls and it's and at this point I've, I remember applying and getting super excited and sharing it with my roommates and being really scared to share it with my family. Cause I knew they weren't going to approve. And uh, when the time came for the phone interview, uh, everyone in my house was gone except for one roommate and I was not really the most technologically savvy person and my phone was dying cause it fell on something. So, so the point is, is I'm about to have this phone interview and all of a sudden Chris, the hiring manager, he can't hear me and I'm, and I'm immediately having a panic attack. I'm thinking, Oh my God, like he can't hear me. What am I going to do? I run downstairs, my roommates using her phone. So, what do I do, Kathleen? I run out of my house and I knock on my neighbor's door across the street. And it just so happens to be these three guys in my business class who I really don't even talk to unless it's, you know, at a drunk party or my roommate has a crush on one of them or we're in class, right? Right. And, uh, I knock on the door and they're all watching a football documentary. And I'm like, I need to borrow a phone now. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And then Chris is calling me again for the fourth time. I go, I need it. I'm having a job interview. I need a phone help me. So I just sat out in their front lawn, they gave me their phone, and I did the interview. Oh my gosh. It was, it was like, if they hire me after this, then it's a sign. So, but did
0: you like, have a desire to go to Alaska? Or just, you thought out of all the jobs on
1: Cool Works, you just thought, let's go to Alaska? Kind of. I, I, I know I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up with a dad that um, loved to camp. And I, I was not. Uh, what's the word I want to use? I guess I wasn't. You know, scared to go into the woods, if you will. Um, but no, I just, I just thought it was something, something that I had never thought of, and why the hell not? That's that's honestly the train of thought that was happening. I knew I was so burnt out. I just needed a change, and decided to take the risk. And you haven't regretted it, right? No, oh, absolutely not. It was. Strangely enough, as however many years ago that was, and for a short of time that it was, uh, it was kind of an amazing experience, and um, I think about it often. It's so much of a part of me.
0: Right. I mean, I think. I mean, for me, and I know definitely for you, we made some like lifelong friends, and that experience was our just ours, and not a yeah. lot of people just pack up their shit and go to Alaska for the summer,
1: right? <laughs> No, I, I, you're right. I think we had a, I think we had a really good crew as well. That's what made us so special.
0: Yeah. And how did your mom take it? Because I know oh. your mom was has been a little <laughs> bit. Um, <laughs> you don't know, do it. You should do uh, this. You should do that.
1: Thank God. You know, y- you really want to punch people in the face when they're like, "Time will heal things." But let me tell you, time's definitely healed. Um, if you would have asked me that a couple years ago, I mean be giving you a different response but my, my no my mom was not supportive and I now know it was mainly just because she was afraid she didn't you know that's not what she did that's not what my really awesome put together cousins did that's not what it's not what people did if you will so it was it was just terrifying for her and I'm our only kid and right. I I don't think we I don't think I had the patience for her fear. And she didn't have the room at the time to be encouraging. So it, it wasn't as much as I yeah I took the risk and said, I'm going off to Alaska. It took her a while f- for her to be supportive. And um, I will say that uh, she did eventually come up and visit. Right. And she she equally got touched in her own way. She came up with her sisters, my crazy aunts, these mm-hmm. <laughs> three boisterous women who are just walking into a room knocking over everything don't know what the hell they're doing but having a ball ball no my mom it, after the fact she was really proud that I did it and happy I did it but it was definitely stick to your guns and get through this rough time kind of a phase right Several couple months for probably about three-ish months it was I can't believe you're doing this have you not changed your mind it's like nope I'm going I'm going that's so
0: great. I love that story. And so then you went back to St. Louis after Alaska, correct?
1: I did. So I had a job interview lined up to take me overseas. So I had, you know, at 22 years old, I had a plan that, of course, was going to work out. Duh. And um, <laughs> I love that. I like, go ahead. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, my plan's obviously going to work. So my plan right. was. Because
0: you had your 3 five, 10-year plan. You knew what you were going to do for you know to make yeah. it to retirement, right? At 22?
1: Yeah, I had it. I it <laughs> out. God, my grandfather is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> his maybe I'm like, honey, please. Um, but my plan was I was going to go overseas, and I was going to go back to St. Louis and spend some time with my grandparents and my mom. And I had a really close girlfriend of mine who was getting her master's in Ireland. So I was going to take some of that Alaska savings went over there and traveled. And then by the time that that all was figured out, I was going to be overseas in my new job. Mm -hmm. Um, and so all that was working. Oh, actually right after Alaska, hold the phone. Uh, I know I did some traveling first. I did, I went down to California for a bit, visited a college friend. And then I went back to Kansas city where I did odd jobs and slept on friends' couches for a month because I think it was about a month, month and a half. Cause I knew I wasn't ready to go back, you know, and face the, all right, now you had your experience, get ready for your 401k and dive into the gray cubicle. Right. (laughs) I knew I wasn't ready yet. Right. You know, you're in such a beautiful place. And so yeah, I did a little couch surfing and paid my rent after, you know, babysitting and doing odd jobs. Um, I actually got paid somewhere at one point to, um, I got paid a hundred bucks cash to remove Christmas decorations from a condominium complex because the other people there didn't feel like using the ladder. So that's <laughs> really, that, yeah, that's how I paid my way with food and stuff. Wow. amongst other things. So then, you know, and then I'm in St. Louis and I do the traveling and I, I made it through all the way to the end of the interview for this job and being told I'm a shoe in and just, it just didn't work out. And, uh, it crushed my world for a couple months. Right. I mean, well, I on that one, but you know it's it's a good time to be creative, yeah, you know, so then the- you
0: started applying for other jobs and you ended up in the Bay Area of California, right?
1: Yeah, so i I had a couple i'm I'm an odd job queen. i I'm a big fan of I don't want to be a jack of all trades. I'll be like a jackie of all trades.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am um, so I was doing the the random condominium complex. So I also did their filing. I found myself in retail for a bit. And I was working at um, Nordstrom in their lingerie and hosiery department. That's right. I was doing a fitting, and the cool thing about Nordstrom—and I'm not being paid for this—I just firmly believe it. It was such, <laughs> it was a cool experience to, um, and on such a vulnerable topic for so many women, um, you know, being fit for a bra and just knowing how to how to feel good in, in the most naked part of your skin. Sure. A lot of women also are going through breast cancer, um, phase phases, some right before surgery, some have, um, had their breast amputated. So one cool thing of Nordstrom is they have programs there where they can fit you for your amputee, for your, for your amputee. And they can also help fit you right after you have surgery. So I was with a woman who I emotionally bonded with and her daughter, and she was super cool. And pretty much this 40-minute-long fitting led to me applying to a relocation company, which then, within about a year and a half, brought me out to California. Wow. Yeah.
0: Talk about how things just happen the way they're supposed to if you let them, right? If you don't have a plan. I mean, you had a plan. You know, you knew you you wanted to work, but Mm -hmm. you didn't have this, like, I'm going to do this and this is going to be my life type thing. You just kind of let – you know you were devastated after the other thing didn't work out and you just picked yourself up and dusted yourself off and and now you are working for a tech company in the bay area and you love it
1: right oh i do it's and again being the non technologically savvy person having to knock on a random guy's door for a phone for a job interview led me to working for a temp company <laughs> it's again, funny how that works out ironic Thing of my life, my mom um, she just got an iPad, so you know it's it's so it stems from my parents. My my dad doesn't have internet; he he considers it a frivolous expense. Why do you need it? There's radio. And I'm like, are we in 1945? <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe. Like the fact that I work for a tub company is literally a miracle. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. It's it's um it's really fast paced. There's a whole lot of diversity, a lot of smart people, and it's an amazing culture to be a part of. So we'll see where it goes.
0: Great. And how was your mom moving you moving to California? How was she? Oh yeah, that was with that.
1: Little... <laughs> mom again. I think you know she had me frozen in her brain for a while at twenty two. Um, so I moved. When did I move? I moved, I think, when I was twenty four years old. Um. And of course, in her mind, she she has you know, wisdom, right? Of when, um, so my mom grew up in St. Louis, and she was sent out to Washington D.C. for a six month assignment that turned into a seventeen year residency. And she was thinking of how, like, she knew she messed up on some stuff. Of you know, she didn't get the car changed over. She didn't do X Y Z. And she just saw all of a sudden my twenty four year old daughter who. Thinks that she's making money when really she isn't because I wasn't. Um, she was just ready to know that I'm about to go into the most expensive area in the country and think I'm going to make it. Right. So, and honestly, that whole opportunity happened quickly too. I uh, it, it, took, it was like a three interview thing. It was so staying with the same company uh, before I moved to this tech company in particular. I was still working for this relocation company and I was going to sit on site with one of our clients based in, in Silicon Valley area. Uh So still working with them. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, can you come out in four weeks? And the fact that I was able to find a subleaser by running it, which that was the craziest moment of my life was I'm out uh, showing my cousin, like a little festival area in central West End of St. Louis. And we run into a friend of a friend who's looking to move. And I go, I'm looking to sell. And it all he liked the apartment, all worked out, got a deal he moved in within like two weeks. Wow I got the whole car fixed up for a super cheap deal. I sold all my belongings I gave some stuff away my entire life fit into the Jeep and I had a friend drive out with me and it all just worked and so my mom witnessing that and the fact that I stuck it out when rent got a little weird and housing fell through and the fact that I still kept my head on my shoulders even though it was hard. I think right. over time she's she's now at a point where she's like, Alright, my daughter's doing well because she's prepared where back then she was skeptical and voiced it immensely. Right.
0: So how did how did you feel or what was your thinking and for lack of a better term of like standing up to her and saying, I'm gonna follow my gut, I'm gonna follow what I wanna do? Like how what was your train of thought, like how did you get through that?
1: You know, I I had a lot of guilt. I won't lie to you. I um, I probably was more, I was probably pretty hard. I was hard at myself <clears throat> of uh, thinking, you know, it could be easy to just stay here. And, you know, mom's saying that she could help me figure out costs in life and stuff. But I think I had really good friends who Who knew me really well, and they're like, "Now you want more. you have to have more you're, you're, they, they were the ones who were saying, "Your mom is scared. you need to take you need to take the step." and um I had some pretty good friends that pretty much wouldn't let me fall on myself, and eventually, I just had to hold my breath and say the words and do the actions and then and it all worked out. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. It's like, do you feel like you kind of took like a leap at the faith?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm reflecting on it as I'm talking with you and I'm having all these feelings of anxiety, fear and, and hurt because, you know, in those moments when you're scared, you're not really kind to each other and remembering those pain, that was kind of a pain. Those were painful times, but also yes, faith absolutely was, was part of that formula. Otherwise it wouldn't have happened.
0: Right. And it's and it's also growing pains like with both of you growing for you and growing for her too, learning to let go and trust a little bit. And you growing and you know, just getting older and experiencing life and trusting life and just following what you believe. I think that's That's a tremendous growth opportunity.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. So what did you like when you were younger what did you know what did you want to be when you grew up or how did you envision life was going to turn out
1: oh um I think growing up I never I never dreamt of an occupation of a type. you know when you're in kindergarten and they make you fill out the forms or whatever being like I want to be a veterinarian because I like dogs it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like you grow up you realize there's a couple more steps involved and you know bless every single person that does that um but no I didn't I didn't have a title I think all I knew what I wanted is I definitely knew I wanted to travel I knew that cultures and exploring was my future I I think I and I and I loved film and I loved movies and part of that was because I wasn't the best at reading as a kid but I I really do like in those you know those movies with you know Indi- like Indiana Jones or Brendan Fraser and the Mummy, or all these kind of adventure stories. Those were the things. Those were my favorite films. Those those puzzles, those adventures. And I was like, I'm going to be them. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but that's what I want to do in some way, shape, or form.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Have you um, read Aaron's book, My Secret Africa?
1: I haven't. No.
0: Yeah, he um, Aaron is a. Uh, a mutual co-worker that we had in Alaska, and he wrote a book, uh, My Secret Africa. And the only reason why I bring it up is because in his book, he writes how he used to watch the National Geographic Channel or some, you know, animal channel. And mm-hmm. he would, that was like his highlight of the day. And he just realized that that's what he wanted to do. So he figured out how to spend six months in Africa. And that's what his book's about. And it just... It just reminded me of that because when I was reading it, he's a really good writer, you know that, and um, he, I just was like, "That's what I want to do. I want to go to Africa."
1: <laughs> he's That's, such a cool guy, obviously.
0: Yeah. So it's just I don't know if you ever you know have some free time, you might want to download it or something. It's a it's good. So, um, so what do you? I know that um, we've talked. You know we worked together we worked the front desk at Denali cabins and so we spent a lot of time together and things <laughs> and how like what is your philosophy on life you were there you know when I was sick you saw that I was sick yeah. and obviously none of us knew how serious it was until I we all left Denali And I do remember you asking me, are you going to leave early? And I was like, why would I do that? (laughs) And you're like, I don't know, because you're pretty sick. And it just, the idea of leaving before the season was over was just not an option for a couple of reasons. But, you know, and then later, you know, obviously we all kept in touch. And I had a friend, uh, you know, a high school friend that had said, You know which you know seven weeks after my fifth open-heart surgery like what's your three five ten-year plan what are you going to do about retirement Mm -hmm. and i just you know i continue to think about that this day because i just don't feel that there's something that we should do or we have to do so what is your take on life you know what do you what do you think
1: Hmm. you know i think um I, someone someone once shared this little saying with me and I, I think it's shared in a variety of forms but a ship needs its sails to move forward and it needs its anchor to keep it grounded and and both of those are needed so I feel like your your friend in those moments was trying to be the anchor but you know there's always a time and a place to drop anchor right um, so I guess my, my point in saying that is I am a firm believer and and what you think you become if you if you think if you think failure if you think the world is limiting if you think i can't do this because i won't have money i can't do this because my mother disapproves then that's what will be right so if you think i there's no way i could travel to africa for 6 months because there's no way i'll be able to find a home or community. It's not true. Our friend lived it cuz he believed. So I feel yes in some ways that our, our lives are long and we need to create a foundation so that can thrive, but if we don't if we don't set our sails then there's going to be no ride at all. And would you say
0: that like the sails is opportunities as they come up and that kind of that moment like why not? Screw it, yeah. let's do
1: it. Right, in those moments where what's the worst thing that will happen you 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 spend some of your savings that you were saving for the car that you don't want or need you know what i mean it's it's um not at the sacrifice of health but of just going like if there's what, what's holding you back like you know that 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 job that you've always wanted in in England you wanted to go 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 for it well, what's stopping you? just go buy the plane ticket, apply for the job, and see what happens
0: yeah but I think uh... What, what, well, what I believe is, is it's fear. I mean, people fear the unknown, I believe it's, we have limiting beliefs that sit on our subconscious that we don't even, you know, that we're not even conscious about that hold us back because of family dynamics, the way we were raised, you may be, you know, like, in your case, your mom, you know, she had all this fear, but you had the strength to say, I'm not going to buy into your fear, this is your fear, not mine. So, and I just, there's just a lot of that. And I, and that's kind of my, my intention for this podcast is to Mm -hmm. have people realize that you just can do it. It is a leap of faith, but it will work out. And if it doesn't, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I say that to my friends all the time. You'll Mm -hmm. never be homeless. You know, you always have a place to go. You're never going to starve. You know what I mean? So what's the worst that could happen? Your your family's mad at you? Well, they'll get over it, right?
1: They'll come visit you.
0: Yeah, they'll come visit you. Yeah, like your mom and your aunts. Yeah. You know, and I mean, really, and if your parents or, or your, you know, family is gonna disown you because you didn't get the nine to five job, that's, I think there's a bigger issue there, really. But that's probably all for another topic in an episode, but <laughs> you know what I mean so like what's the worst that's going to happen and I don't know I'd rather live my day live life when I'm young versus you know work in the grind 40 to 60 hours a week 9 to 5 for 25 years and then do my traveling when I'm old
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or older and not getting around as well
1: yeah that was definitely a thing that we saw up in Alaska yeah being the front desk and expediting tours and that's that's the fun part of traveling is you you get to get to help the tourists see what they need to see but then you get to spend some time with some cool travelers on their journeys right and there were so many people so many husbands and wives whose partners had died and they're waiting you know as everyone's waiting to go on the bus to go see denali national park for the adventure of their lifetime, you know, I, I remember this one gentleman in particular. Kind of had mistiness in his eyes, and I was like, "Are you okay, sir?" And he's like, "This was my wife's dream, and she passed, and she passed away, and 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 you know that can happen when you're in your thirties and your forties, but and I and it was it was very special to him that he at least was doing it now. At, you know, I think he was in his seventies, but there is that risk that maybe taking the risk when you're younger. Is is better than waiting to when the risk is much greater later on in life. Yes, in, you're risking happiness, you're risking memories, you're risking, and then you're not as. Eight, and then you're physically, you know, unless you are, um, you know, what are those marathons in, uh, like an ultraman marathon? Oh, the know? Iron Man. Iron Man. you your Iron Man which congratulations to all those people I uh, you all inspire me and who knows maybe one day that'll be me but um you know I'm with you we, we and, and in some ways it's we can't let the fear stop us but in some ways the fear is kind of the fuel like every, every, everyone's afraid I'm afraid hell I'm still afraid living out here figuring out you know what's the next move that's gonna make me happy but also challenged and and I'm I'm learning more and more, just how to keep the fear of my fuel instead of it keeping me grounded. Maybe that's something we need to explore together.
0: Right. No, that's a great that's a great point. Oh, I was going to mention when you talked about the older gentleman in Denali. Um, when I got the idea for my book, I read this book called um, "The Top Five." Um, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. It's something like that. It's by Bonnie Ware. And she was a palliative nurse. And one of her stories was how this older couple, the wife was upset with him because he was going to retire. And he was like, just one more year. Just one more year. He kept saying, just one more year. I need to get through this project. Just one more year. Because she wanted to have him retire so they could travel. And by the time he retired, she passed away. And it's just, it reminded me of that. It's like if you just continue to wait, you know, you may not be tomorrow. They're not be later a year or 10 years. Yeah. So that's just, I don't know. I, I, I just think that if opportunities present themselves or if you get, a, you know, a fire in your in your gut and that just says you just have to go to Alaska like I did, you should go. And I just wonder how many people get that fire about anything. It doesn't have to be about traveling. It could be starting their own business, you know, baking cupcakes for the rest of their lives or doing whatever. And they just push that fire aside. And I I think eventually it kind of eats you from the inside out.
1: No, I think you're right.
0: I don't know. So um, what is your definition of living with no regrets?
1: Hmm. Living with no regrets. Huh. I think there's always gonna be those moments when you um, you know, think back on ooh, I was that was a really embarrassing conversation I did, or ooh, that was a really weird fashion choice. But I think every moment in that you look back on that makes you cringe, I, I don't regret it. It just it just makes you stronger to do tomorrow. I think, I don't know if that's, that's eloquent or exactly what you're looking for, but there's no reason to regret anything because it teaches you how to handle tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I I mean, there's no right answer or wrong answer. I think that's great. Yeah. And do you have any regrets besides fashion choices and (laughs) (laughs) maybe things that you've said?
1: I have, I have some, I think there's some moments where, no, I'm not necessarily a regret but I think I I I wish I was kinder to myself. I think I the the pressure that I felt my mom give to me I now just do to myself. And it's it's something that is gonna take time. I'm I'm getting better as it as I'm getting older, but I, I still find myself getting back into that habit of of pressuring myself of why didn't I make that decision better? Or why why did I lose my temper in that conversation? Why didn't i comprehend the conversation at work today you know it was it's it's i'm like okay you can't regret this be kind to yourself put on a facial mask brush up on some reading and then just tackle tomorrow
0: i believe that we do the best that we can in the moment like where we're at in life in that moment right so under certain circumstances our beliefs you know, how we feel about ourselves, confidence, strength, courage, all that stuff really mm-hmm. feeds you know, make, helps us make those decisions. And so we may have made a decision five years ago based on what you knew at the time, right? Your own yeah. growth knowledge and the options presented to you at that moment. And you made the best decision that you could back then you know mm-hmm. hindsight is always twenty twenty, so you can't beat up your beat yourself up for that. yeah, you know we can change as a person day to day. you know we could wake up tomorrow and go, "Oh, maybe that wasn't the best thing we'd learned from it, and we don't do it again, but it could change from day to day, and so I always believe that we do the best that we can in the, in in those moments, and all we can do is learn from them and grow
1: I'm so, glad I'm so glad you're my friend. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm so glad you're my friend, too. Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And um, it's going to be easier to do that. Uh, being friends and leaning on our friends mm-hmm. and having conversations like this and, and sharing it with people who, you're not alone. We're doing it together. Right. We're all doing it together. Right. And
0: that's what this idea is about. I mean, we all, I'm sure there's a lot of us that listen to podcasts and I know I listen to a lot with people who are, you know, really successful, you know, these entrepreneurs who created these companies and, or celebrities. And I kind of want to get to like real life people. And I'm not saying that those are not, you know, celebrities are not like us because they are, but in the sense of, yeah, they started somewhere but they're not there anymore and they can talk about how they did it. And that's great. Cause you, you know, to listen to JLo saying, you know, she was insecure or, you know, I'm not saying she said that, but just her fears, you know, everybody's has fear. Even, you know, J. Lo, they are nervous about something or scared, whatever. And, but I want, there's still everyday people who face these challenges and, I think it's important that we tell our story so that people, like you said, we're not alone and we're in this together.
1: I was listening to, to echo off of that, I was listening to a podcast and I am so sorry to whomever said this. I just cannot remember who you were, but they, it was a quick comment of, we spend all of our time listening to those who became successful and not enough time encouraging those who are trying to be. Oh. And I, and i think that's that's exactly what you're trying to touch on and i think by talking about this with you and all the other people that you're going to interview and discuss with i i think we're going to we're it's we're giving them a voice exactly yeah.
0: yes i love that giving them a voice i love
1: that i'm going to find out who said that because i just that i heard that literally this past week and i was like that sums up my life man right yeah if you find it send it to me i will well,
0: I'm I'm so happy. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me and I hope that later on down the road that we'll talk again and you know, 6 months down the road our lives will be a little bit different and we can share those experiences and just keep, you know, supporting each other and learning and growing. I can't wait. I look okay. forward to that. Thank you.